You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. And hey, I'm Helene. And today we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Zuza. She is living life out of love, creating as many stories along the way as possible. A bikini brand owner, ooh la la, and also a creative director. She is the definition of a nomad, loving life and making others enjoy it a little bit more in the process too. Thanks, Susa. So how's it going? <laughs> Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Hey. I'm here with you. Yeah. So tell us, how is dating life? Dating life. Well, my dating life's been pretty, pretty diverse, I would say. <laughs> right now, I'm probably in a little bit more of a like settling down phase. I I found some special people in my life, and I'm I'm very happy. Yeah, but but I must say that you know, like prior to hopping on this podcast, I was I was trying to like you know refresh my memory on like you know what is my story and i'm like oh god damn girl like you you've been around <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the word diverse diverse how so just probably anything you can imagine i've, I've been through done that i've been in open relationships i was married i am legally married now but not to someone who's my sexual partner i've you know, I dated older men, younger men, women. So yeah, just basically trying everything. And out <laughs> of all that experimentation and, and just kind of exploration, what mm-hmm. would you say is the thing that feels most natural to you? The, the, the dynamic? I think that what feels most natural to me is either being just single and just having like a group of people that I, I do generally love and I feel sexually attracted to and kind of just like, you know, with, without any, any, any obligations. But it's either being single or having one main partner, male, actually, and then just having a few lovers that we either share or not on each side just kind of like you know having each other but still moving around like we're single in a way mm. and do you think a lot of that is it's almost like it's it's the label really that is something that you're avoiding do you think that's based on your sort of nomadic background <laughs> and you're just like creativity like what do you think inspires I, I that think, i think that's that's actually a really good really good observation you made there yeah i don't really like uh, labels, I feel like, you know, labels are limiting. Once you attach a name to something, it becomes this and not that. And and I just find it limiting because, you know, if you compare one relationship to another relationship, having a boyfriend to someone else having a boyfriend, it's never the same thing, really. Mm-hmm. So labeling it is really just facilitating communication, like telling others where you are in life, what what you're doing or like what you're interested, but it doesn't really, you know, convey what the reality is and what, how you feel about it. That's why I usually try to stay away from labels, but obviously, you know, 
sometimes we we have to. <laughs> it sounds like you have to spend a lot of time designing your relationship with your partner. And that's kind of a fun, creative platform is to be able to design something that serves everybody. So how do you go about doing that? Yeah, I don't know if I would call it design because that that would kind of like it makes me feel like, you know, the people in my life are just pawns that I like move around to to have it my way, which is not the case because it all has to be lined with a huge amount of um, respect and love. Uh, reverence for for the people that you surround yourself with. So, you know, I just take things as they are, really. Like, I think that's key, just like not having expectations and making sure that, you know, everything's fine as long as it's communicated. Mm, So communication. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's key. So like, as long as you have that, and you have to be kind of like, picky about the people that you surround yourself with because you have to trust them. If there is no trust, you cannot really, you know, do anything like you cannot build. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's mostly just trust and making sure that all the decisions that you make are out of love and, and respect mm-hmm. and just communicate and then you're good. How old were you when you were just open to, you know, more than what was out there? I think it was really early on. I was 16 and I was entering a relationship with who later became my husband and later became my ex-husband. <laughs> so at that point, I was I was very open-minded. I did want to have a boyfriend. Obviously, you know, I was 16. I didn't like think about it much. It was just like what people were doing, right? having boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. But I was very open-minded about what we were allowed to do outside of our relationship. What I would now call, you know, like I had an open relationship mindset. And then I kind of like let my ex mold me into a more traditional person. So since I wasn't allowed to do something, I was just applying his standards to him as well. So we ended up being in a very traditional relationship and then got married. But the moment we split, I just like literally understood that the eight years we were together were like completely out of character for me. Mm. Mm. That must have been a huge relief. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very freeing. But yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, you know, it it did take a few years after that to kind of like come to where I am, obviously, but yeah, it was, it was very liberating. So now that you're in a position to have new lovers and to explore that, yeah, the different connections that are available out there, how do you typically approach someone and take them from stranger to a sexual connection. Yeah, look walk like me through it. I'm curious. I'm like, how do you how do you get the- <laughs> it, Yeah, like how do you like how do you determine like whether this person is someone that you want to get connected to or you know, because you can either go like friends without any benefits, you can go yeah. friends with benefits. Like what what's the uh, the qualifying factor there? Um, you know what? I just I honestly just operate on a very like energetical level. So I don't I don't even think about it much. It's kind of just natural, like you you know, you're either a match with someone on like a friendship level or love lovers level, or you know, take it further. But it's it's energetical. I must say that I'm super super lucky with the people I meet that with the people that are put on my way. I don't know, maybe. Do you, do you use Tinder? Do you use dating apps? Do you just meet at bars? Like, how do you how do you meet people? 
Recently, I haven't been seeking any, you know, new affairs and relationships because I've just been busy building that the, the relationship that I'm in right now and putting my work into into that before I can, you know, diversify my energy into other relationships. I haven't used Tinder in like probably three two years or so usually it's yeah it's just going out meeting people just randomly i i never really look for it you know it's like never like my goal oh let's let's go look for some dick i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know but usually it's pretty pretty natural pretty you just have to reach over a little bit oh there it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much so Um, yeah yeah it's pretty easy (laughs) and so how much nikki do you get each week on average on average, I get it whenever I want it, really. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I don't know. Daily, yeah. Yeah. Oh. How long have you guys been dating? 10 months. And you still That's get good. it every day? No, yeah. Girl. I mean, oh. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sex is really important to me. Sex is really Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm exhausted just thinking about it, but that's that's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I absolutely love sex. I get so much pleasure from it, obviously, but just um, love the connection. That's how I show love as well. That's how I show affection. So yeah, I'm like just every day. I mean, I would love to have it more than once a day, but we have yeah, we have to make money. (laughs) We still have to work. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, So tell us a little bit about you know what what is it about good sex or sort of mediocre sex in your case like what's that (laughs) (laughs) that's not even on her radar (laughs) honestly you know it might sound like a little bit of a cliche but i now appreciate the the value of connection of actual connection with with the person you are having sex with Mm -hmm. and i think that self-confidence is key because if you feel in any way insecure around your sexual partner, that will take away from the pleasure tremendously. So I think that's that's the most important thing. You just have to be comfortable with your partner and, and yourself, first and foremost. Yeah. Do you have any advice on how someone maybe who's a little insecure in the bedroom might gain some self-esteem in those areas? <laughs> Honestly, well... Definitely find yourself a partner that that makes you feel great. It doesn't always have to come from within. It's okay to have a little bit of support from the mm-hmm. outside in those situations. You know, there's there's two people at least in play. So I, I think it's it's important for the partner to understand that too. But honestly, you know, like you're you're there, you're in bed with that person. It means they want you. Like, what more of a confirmation do you need? You know, that this this is your confirmation. They are turned on by you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. I think you have to like kind of just circle back to that. Like you're already there. That if you need validation. So it's kind of like a downward spiral when you just sure. You need more and then like you get some confirmation, but you still need more because you keep on doubting that confirmation that you already got. So mm-hmm. yeah, you have to remember like you're here, that person shows you already. So so I have an interesting question as we're sort of entering or coming out of this quarantine lifestyle. Are you mm-hmm. are you currently quarantined with the partner now? Yeah. Okay. Yes, so tell us a little bit about that dynamic. Like now that you're with each other, obviously 
stuck at home 24 seven. Has there been an instance where maybe you're getting sick of each other? Like, how do you deal with that? And then can you, can you paint us a picture of how you keep that intimacy fresh? Yeah, well, let me start with that. We decided to open up our relationship during the quarantine. <laughs> I think that speaks volumes. But we are pretty compatible when it comes to like day-to-day stuff. So so it's been pretty good. And, you know, we are blessed to have the opportunity to uh, to just hop in an RV and get out there and just remote camp away from people and just explore the nature a little bit. So that was definitely helpful as well. He has his passions, his hobbies that he dedicates a lot of time to. So even though we are together all the time, we do get our space. Yeah. And it's, it's been pretty, it's been pretty good. Of course there are moments when you kind of like get on each other's nerves. That's just not even human nature. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, any living thing nature really so it's important to kind of always reflect back on just just be very aware of your emotions when something comes up you just have to before you react on it you have to kind of like take a step back and be like oh why am i feeling annoyed now is it really something they're doing or is it maybe just me maybe i need to go and meditate maybe i need to go for a run maybe i need to you know like somehow get some bad energy out of me Mm -hmm. Um, because very often it's just you know people don't question their emotions they're like oh i'm entitled to my emotions i can feel angry and like i don't care i'm angry right now i'm gonna be angry i'm gonna live it i'm like you know, that's, that's a road to nowhere. Like you have to be responsible for your own emotions and responses. So I think that's, that's key. Just that kind of like self-reflection. I love that. It's, it's so interesting to be able to tap into that and, and have that awareness. What I really would love to know is how the conversation happened to open things up. Oh, that was, that was a crazy ride. That's, that's a huge lesson for me because I entered this relationship, not really wanting to be in an exclusive relationship, but I love this person so much that I was like, you know what, let's, let's try, let's build the trust until you feel comfortable enough with opening the relationship up. So it was kind of there from the beginning, you know, that, that option that like somewhere down the line, we would open the Mm. relationship up. At the same time, I said, you know, we we are going into this exclusive relationship, but just so you know, I love you. So if you see a hot piece of ass somewhere, go fucking get it. Hit it twice for me too, you know? Wow. Um, And I don't need to know about it. And uh, later on, I found out that he did go and do that. And that kind of, you know, just didn't feel right because I knew I wanted to have that, that option but I didn't. He still did. I allowed for it. I created a space for it, but unfortunately came to find out, or actually fortunate, fortunately, I came to find out that I just wasn't big enough to, you know, let someone do whatever they want and then not have what I actually want. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically it was just, you know, finding out that he did go and get his dick wet. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry, but I need my game on now too. <laughs> how many yeah. days did you, how many days did you go did you wait before you uh, you got we, yours? Oh, actually still haven't really. Yeah. Oh, but is it the feeling of just knowing that you can is Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Just knowing that if I do want to do it, I can, that I'm not hurting anyone because I'm, I'm a huge, you know, like truth teller. Like I, right. I, I hate lying. Like that's the only principle, just like no, no lies allowed. Yeah. So I would never do something that I have to lie about. Yeah. It just feels so much better to know that I can still go and get my whole life on, you know, party and be, oh, I can go and do it. And, you know, I did go and spend time with my lovers who's, who've been in my life since before I met my, my boyfriend. And it's just, it's just great to have that freedom to go and spend time with them and interact with them and just not have that jealousy back at home just for that to be absolutely normal and okay. Yeah. Mazuza, thank you so much for sharing all that, that vulnerability. It's really beautiful to, yeah. to hear. And especially the, the different dynamics of, because of, when I first met you, I, I think we, it was before you had this current relationship. So it's really beautiful to just, uh, see the progression and your willingness to adapt to different models and try things out. It's really awesome. Yeah. Thanks for being here for us. It's been really nice getting to know you more. All right. So now I do have, as this is a dirt on dating show, we do have to ask some fun, dirty questions. Yeah. I want to know some dirt. I want to know some kinky stuff you're into. Yeah. So share with us either your wildest fetish or a fetish that you've encountered that is incredibly wild. Huh, incredibly wild. I I love group sex. I love sex with people with more than one person. I wouldn't call it a fetish really, but you know, I guess this is like a little bit more than just standard one-on-one session. <laughs> yeah, so definitely that I like choking. Mm. Yeah, I like a little bit of aggression. I like to be dominated. Cool. All right, well, Zusa, it has been a blast having you on the show. Thank you so much for for being here and sharing your time and your story. Yes, it's so nice to meet you. So good to meet you too. Thank you for having me, guys. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Of course, uh, swing by and leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show. Positive reviews are amazing. Of course, if you do have some feedback, drop it in there as well so we can continuously grow and improve. And if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com slash single to introduce yourself and tell us your story. Okay, that'll, that's it for this one. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe, talk dirty, and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.